Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Welcome, everyone, to Episode 5 of the Naval Series. This episode talks about how accountability can lead to equity, and equity is what you need to generate wealth. Now, a lot of people may know what equity means, but could you just explain what is equity to you? Equity is when you take an ownership stake in a role and therefore are directly accountable for the result. So if you miss the goal, it's your fault. But if you meet or exceed the goal, guess who reaps the reward? You do. Now, in my career and even in my personal life, I continue to sense a tension between the two thoughts of, yes, I want to own this. I want to take the heat if it fails or the benefit if it succeeds. But there is a lot of associated pressure. And I think it's that pressure which leads to the other end of the tension, which is my mind is so laden with stress, distraction, pressure. Why would I voluntarily add more to that? And the answer to that is the greatest gains in your life are a result of taking an equity position by taking responsibility for whatever project you decide to work on. I think the key there is to take responsibility before you begin the project. A lot of people like to take credit after something's completed, and that's a cheap way to go about it, and it often doesn't work. People can see through this. The key is upfront to commit to results and then own the failure or the success. So speaking of failure, one of the most important things that I took away from this video was that in a properly functioning system, failure is not often as bad as we think it's going to be. We oftentimes fear failure so much that we don't take on equity. Now, if you are accountable and you fail, the key is how do you react? Well, as long as you own that failure and you're able to take responsibility for that failure with high integrity, meaning you don't lie, you don't say it was somebody else's fault, you diagnose the problem and you help everyone else learn and understand from your failure as well as yourself, it could actually be better than a success in the long run. Because personally, if I was hiring somebody, I would want the people who fail to own that failure and that allows me to work with them productively. And that's better than somebody who says that they succeed all the time because I know that that doesn't happen forward. Well, that's another barrier for starting a company or creating a piece of art or even a podcast. It's difficult to associate your name with something that might fail. So say you want to start to use your specific knowledge and apply it to something you've identified that the market wants. So even if you start with this foundation, you don't know if it's going to succeed. So if you put your name behind it, say podcast abbreviated with Chris and Tim, and then it fails, well, then it feels like your name has failed and there's nothing to hide behind. What are people going to think of me when I have no excuses for failure? But the kicker is, even if you do fail, if people saw what you did in the beginning and it was a high integrity effort and you tried your best, but you came up short, that's life. Everyone can relate to that. Here's a good story. The CEO of the first company that I worked for originally was in the C-suite of a company that went bankrupt. But the equity group that owned the company understood the circumstances, saw his high integrity effort, and made this leader of a failed company into the CEO of a new company that they were starting. 
So going for equity, even if you have to get past the uneasiness of risking your name, is key. And one thing that I think is key here, if you're trying to think of how do I apply this lesson when negotiating with a potential job, a role, a project is to value the ownership stake more than the income that you might get paid. So a lot of people are looking for high income opportunities. Hey, if that's what you need for life situations, great. But if you can forego high income and instead ask for more equity in your negotiation, whether that's stock options for a company, whether that is getting actual piece of ownership in a startup or in a corporate setting, if you can actually find a project in which you can take ownership and get some of the upside, it might be that you then get a promotion as a result of it. If your goal is wealth creation, if your goal is to really get wealthy and not just to live comfortably, the goal is to own a piece of the pie and do that at all costs, really. Every percentage point of ownership that you can get in something is worth fighting for. It's worth arguing for, and it's worth having a track record that proves that it's worth giving it to you because that's a big, big gamble. You know, my first startup that I ever worked at was Clink. And I remember the team came to me and we had just launched in Washington, D.C., and they needed a community manager in Washington, D.C., and I jumped at that opportunity. They gave me a two to three month trial period. And I said, I am going to be responsible for the success or failure of the city. Over the next three, four months, we saw 20% month over month growth in the city. I went all out. Four months later, I was able to negotiate to become the CMO of the company and get a piece of the equity. When we were eventually acquired by Delivery.com, I got paid out as a result of that. And now the other teammates of mine at Clink are currently working with me in a bunch of other ways and come to me to help them create media, to help them create productions because they trust me. Chris, do you have any examples of times when you were able to use this in what we're doing right now? So with Podcast Abbreviated, I hesitated in the beginning to associate my name on it. I wanted to use the name of the brand podcast abbreviated in order to hide behind. And so I had this moment when I was about to post it on Facebook or any of my other social media sites where I paused and I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea because now it's going to go from everyone seeing Chris, who's got a family who lives in North Carolina and who sees his hobbies to, oh, hey, this guy's selling something. He's trying something. And it just seemed to me awkward and risky in order to start associating my name, who people know me as, with a company. However, since it's just an outgrowth of who I am, this is what I am passionate about, well, now people get to actually see another side of me. And the reception hasn't been, oh boy, he's trying to sell me something. It's actually been more engaging where people are asking, hey, uh, where did you get the idea for that video? Or, oh yeah, here's my take on the topic. And so you never know what's going to become of taking a risk with your name attached or something you're doing with your specific knowledge. The last thing I want to say is if you're asking yourself, hey, look, I don't have a startup idea. I don't have an opportunity like that. How can I take accountability? What I would say is start now with your personal relationships and with the people around you. This is not something that you can avoid, actually, because even in your day-to-day -day interactions in which you're going under your own name, the relationships, the friends that you have around you, the colleagues, you start building trust in the name and the reputation that you have, and that can pay off in the long run, right? We go way back to college. We've known each other for over 10 years, and we have had tons of touch points. And, and the reason why we're comfortable going into business together is because we've had enough of a history to know that we're reliable, that we're going to be there. And even over the last year of Podcast Abbreviated, before we launched last month, I would say 
a big part of it was to see, hey, how serious are we about this? Are we going to be there every month? Are we going to be picking up the phone or are we going to be flaking on each other? And we didn't. We consistently worked on this. And so I have no doubt that going into the future that we both have what it takes to, to make this a success. So I just wanted to say it applies even if you don't want it to apply. That's the key. And I'm really excited to get into the next topic here. Yep. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.